0: Hey everybody, it's Kirk Henderson coming to you with another episode of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This time it's a special edition. I've been out sick the last week or so, I'm still sick right now, but I was feeling good enough to watch this uh, Rising Stars Challenge, Team World versus Team USA. And I wanted to come to you after the game with a quick podcast in case you happen to miss it. No, I'm a little bit of a weird guy in the sense that I've really always enjoyed this game. I remember watching a lot of the All-Star games when I was in college I didn't have League Pass. So, you know, I'd, I'd really start watching stuff when it came on TNT and some of the cable channels that would pick up in common rooms, you know, starting around January, February. And I really starkly remember one of the Rising Stars Challenge games where Amari Stoudemire just absolutely destroyed, like, 40-something points. It was a lot of fun to watch. So I've always gotten a kick out of watching these exhibition games, even though they really don't mean much. Uh, Since they've gone to this Team World uh, versus Team USA format, it's been... You know, pretty interesting. I think that the basic gist when you look at the way that the rosters pan out is that Team World has just enough top-tier talent to go toe-to-toe with the United States, but when it gets into a depth conversation, you really start to see where the world is is not, I don't want to say lacking, but there's just not quite enough guys coming in year after year for them to affect this game where it's really much of a contest. You know, it says something when a guy like Michael... uh, uh, Michael Porter Jr. of the Nuggets isn't even, you know, good enough to make this game, and he's probably a top 50 player in the league at this point. Um, you know, it, was a pretty, uh, it was a pretty interesting game uh, for the most part. The team world, you know, got out to a pretty good lead. Uh, Luca didn't really do too much. He seemed to be content to just kind of loaf and pass and fire threes. Uh, as well as you know, just set up teammates and you know, just seem to have fun on the court. He was involved in a couple of of outstanding plays in the uh second quarter one of which he was really a poster for uh a job orient uh zion williamson alley-oop which was just incredible but luca had you know a highlight play of his own to end the half he hit a half court buzzer beater over trey young which you know trey didn't really play defense but it was off the glass and one of those shots where everybody on the court's just laughing and it's really fun to see how much fun these guys have playing basketball. So, And that's really why I end up watching these games, just to see how much, see how everybody interacts. Uh, RJ Barrett made a point of saying, you know, this is like the first time he's really gotten to spend any time with Luka Doncic and Brandon Clark, for example. And seeing these guys who are just so young, you know, that that play on these AAU circuits, that get to know certain guys very well... Uh, and their youth get to know other guys as they get older. It's just it's fun to to watch because these are the guys they're going to play, you know, together and against each other for the next decade. So I just I think that is is a lot of fun. Uh, things came apart for Team World in the third quarter when the bench unit of of uh, Team World, which was like Mo Wagner, Svi Mikhailu, Josh Akogi, and Nikhil Alexander Walker, like they just. They weren't able to to do anything against Miles Bridges, Colin Sexton, who is just the most gun-happy player I've ever seen. It's really funny to watch him in, a, in an exhibition. He does not want to pass. Luca got some more playing time in the third quarter, but he really he kind of got froze out by situation. Uh, he often ended up playing with at least three of the Canadian players, and so they had an interesting kind of built-in chemistry already. Brandon Clark is, let's just put it this way, guys. I am glad that the Mavericks, you know, had to send the pick to Atlanta because had they gotten in the top four somehow during the draft lottery and then not picked, you know, Brandon Clark at three or four, I probably would have lost my mind. He is just so outstanding around the basket and the kind of guy that, you know, if he were in a a rotation with, you know, Dwight Powell and Porzingis and uh, Maxi Kleba, it really would be outstanding to watch. So... You know the the game got out of hand and ended up being a little bit of a dunk contest uh, in the fourth quarter. And Luca, you know, he had a one more three, and then he actually had a really bad dunk of his own, which was fun to watch. But you know, uh, other than that, it was just really an enjoyable game the uh, as i as i wrote in the recap the two guys who did the announcing um, for TNT Miles Turner and Donovan Mitchell really did an excellent job it was fun to listen to guys who actually like basketball and you know the uniforms were great Luca's shoes were just oh my god i've never been a jordan guy and i think i might actually have to own some of the uh, some of these uh, jordan 34s particularly the colorway that Luca was wearing um, there aren't any Mavericks involved Tomorrow night with the You know, All-Star Saturday night, so we Probably won't have much to say. I really Do recommend everybody check it out If you've never uh, watched All-Star Saturday night. They, they really do a good job with Presentation. It's a lot of fun. We may Be back, Josh and I both, on Sunday if Luca happens to have, you know One of those games, but uh, if not uh, We will come to you at some point During the next week with, you know Special podcasts as we're trying to make it Through the All-Star break. As always, this is been kirk henderson i apologize my voice is a little bit rough at times i'm still getting it back after i've been sick i appreciate you guys tuning in and listening while i've been out everybody have a good weekend